The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the fifth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered around him, and he was by the sea. Then one of the leaders of the synagogue named Jairus came and, when he saw him, fell at his feet and begged him repeatedly, My daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, so that she may be made well and live. So he went with him, and a large crowd followed him and pressed in on him. Now there was a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for twelve years. She had endured much under many physicians, and had spent all that she had. And she was no, no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard about Jesus, and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. For she said, If I but touch his clothes, I will be made well. Immediately her hemorrhage stopped, and she felt in her body that she, had, she was healed of her disease. Immediately aware that power had gone forth from him, Jesus turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing in on you. How can you say, Who touched me? He looked all around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling, fell down before him, and told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. While he was still speaking, some people came from the leader's house to say, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the leader any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the leader of the synagogue, Do not fear, only believe. He allowed no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the house of the leader of the synagogue, he saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. When he had entered, he said to them, Why do you make a commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. Then he put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him, and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha, come, which means, little girl, get up. And immediately the girl got up and began to walk about. She was twelve years of age. At this they were overcome with amazement. He strictly ordered them that no one should know know this, and told them to give her something to eat. The Gospel of the Lord. Let us pray. Father, open our minds and our ears that we may hear the words of this sermon and have our hearts open to you. Amen. In this gospel reading, we have two stories in one. Actually, one comes in the middle of the other. Two people who need Jesus in a special way. Jairus approached Jesus as a man on a mission. He had a storm in his life. 
His little girl was about to die, and he was not ready to let her go. His approach was a desperate one. Notice several attitudes about his approach. He had a selfless attitude. Had this been his own personal need, he may have never given Jesus a second thought. Jarius, through his pride, his self-reliance, and his position out the window. You see, Jarius was one of the most prominent men in his community. Belonging, being one of the leaders of the local synagogue, and, he, and this was not a good time to approach Jesus because the Jewish elite rulers were violently opposed to Jesus and to be seen in his presence was bad enough. To be seen asking him to come to his house for any reason would be dangerous for Jairus. Sometimes we have to come with the same dis- desperation that Jairus had, forgetting what the crowd might think and begin moving toward the only one who can bring hope to our hopeless world. Second, he had a humble attitude. I can imagine Jairus pushing his way through the crowd, and as he catches a glimpse of Jesus, his steps become quickened until finally he is standing face to face, the only one who can help him. There he falls at the feet of Jesus, declaring the superiority of Jesus in his life. Sometimes we cannot let go of our position in life or in the church in order to receive the help we so desperately need. Why, what would the others think if they saw me asking for prayer? They might think that I am weak in my faith or worse. Three, he had a pleading attitude. Verse 23 says that this dignified man begged Jesus to come with him. Any dignified Jewish, Jewish man would be caught would not be caught in public begging for help. Sometimes we need to throw the dignity out the window when we need is the greatest is great enough when our need is great enough. He had an expectant attitude. He refused to take no for an answer. Right in the middle of the Jarrah story, we get interrupted. Little did Jairus know, as he pushed his way through the crowd, there was a woman in the crowd who needed Jesus just as much as he did, and she was pushing through the crowd also. I wonder if she may have heard Jairus telling Jesus about his daughter and thought she better reach out while she had the chance. Maybe Jesus only did one miracle a day and Jairus was about to get it. Jairus stood as he walked toward Jesus. I see this woman bent and even crawling, hoping that no one would notice. Maybe she could slip in and get her miracle and get out before she got caught. See, Jewish law said that she was to avoid contact with people until she could prove she was no longer sick. Something very interesting that I wonder How many have noticed? How long had the woman been suffering? She had been suffering for 12 years. 
How old was Jairus' daughter? She was 12 years old. The woman had been suffering as long as the daughter had been living. Some problems seem to drag on while others come suddenly. Something I noticed is the woman's, in the woman's approach, it was a hopeless approach. Jesus was her last resort. He was her final hope. The woman had been hemorrhaging for 12 years, had spent pretty much everything on doctors and cures, but no one had helped. But Jewish law, she was considered unclean and untouchable. Could this be the reason she slipped up from behind? Most likely. She was to be completely cut off from society, from the temple of God and God's people. Can you imagine having someone tell you that you are so hopeless that you cannot come to church? To be told that you're so hopeless that God wants nothing to do with you? Don't wait until you've reached that point of hopelessness, the point of no return, the place where you began to convince yourself that God is ashamed of you and has turned his back on you. Come to Jesus because one thing I know about Jesus is that he will, te- he will touch even untouchables in life. I know because he touched me. Maybe you feel like your situation is hopeless and everyone has told you that you will never make it. Come to Jesus and find peace and healing. Her, had, her attitude was one of worthlessness. She came up behind Jesus. Her illness was a personal matter and she wanted to touch Jesus without being noticed. Maybe she believes that she was unworthy and, has, and doesn't desire, deserve the help. Unfortunately, the rest of it is cut off. But there's another story that went along with this sermon. It's about a young boy who had a heart condition. Um, And the doctor was going to do a preparatory surgery to see how bad his heart was. And when the doctor asked the boy if he knew what was going to happen and what was wrong with his heart, the boy answered, there's nothing wrong with my heart because Jesus is there. And then the doctor said that to the boy, I have to do a surgery to see how bad your heart is and then see what we can do to make it better. The boy again replied to the doctor, there's nothing wrong with my heart because Jesus is there. So then, then when the surgery came and the doctor examined the boy's heart, he was overcome with grief because he realized there was nothing he could do and the boy was going to die within months. So then he called out to, to God and said, God, why are you going to take this boy away from his family when he is so young and has so much to live for? God replied to the doctor saying, the boy will be with me and his pain and suffering will be no more. And you and his parents will see him again when it is your time to be with me as well. So the doctor went back and told his parents that the boy was going to die. Uh, So 
and that, he would, that everything would be okay because what he saw in the boy's heart was Jesus. And to end is, we got to ask ourselves, do we have Jesus in our heart, or are we just coming to church because it's an obligation, something we do? Thank you.